0: I'm Stephen Strang, and welcome to my podcast. Today, we're going to talk about some of the issues around the border. We're also going to talk about spiritual input that Christian leaders give to President Trump. I think that you'll find my interview today with Pastor Ramira Pena, who pastors Christ the King Church in Waco, Texas. Fascinating. I got to meet him recently. He shared in a confidential setting The fact that God has actually opened up some doors for him to speak prophetically to the president. Now, he is uh, respectful of the confidential nature, but the fact is that he sees firsthand that the president does take spiritual advice from Christian leaders. Of course, I know that because I reported it in my book, God, Trump, in the 2020 election. I did not specifically interview Pastor Pena for the book, but I think that it ties in, it verifies it, a lot of the things that I said, and then also we talk about the whole issue of immigration, and I have a whole chapter in the book called God Loves Borders, and it's talking about boundaries in our own lives, and also what God says about borders and nations, and how you treat the alien in your midst. So here is my interview recorded live on location in Charlotte, North Carolina, where we were attending a meeting together. Here is my interview with Pastor Ramira Pena, and then I have a few comments at the end. Pastor Pena, I'm fascinated by the role that you have as a spiritual advisor to President Trump. How did that happen? And just tell me and my listeners a little bit about what it's like to be a spiritual
1: advisor to the President of the United States. Well, thank you, Steve. It began in 2016 when I was invited to meet him uh, when a Hispanic advisory board to the 2016 campaign was put together, and there were mostly business leaders and attorneys, and there were uh, three pastors in that group. It was 15 of us from across the country, and I was asked to join that group and uh, got to know the president and began praying with him then. And then later, uh, Paula White invited me to join um, uh, the faith group that that was coming around and praying um, quite a bit at the White House as well. What's it like to speak
0: to the present spiritually? You know, a lot of people would assume that uh, there's words of encouragement and, of course, affirmation. It's a great honor just to be there. But I know you well enough to know that when you feel the Lord wants you to speak,
1: about something you do. Sure, so it, first mm-hmm. it's a, it's an incredible privilege uh, to be granted an opportunity just to speak with him. You know, he has said on more than one occasion that the five most important words he ever hears are, I am praying for you. And he loves hearing that because he knows and confesses that Almighty God put him in office, he believes he would not be in office without the hand of God, and he knows he is one in desperate need of intercession and prayer. And so he frequently says this, and is so grateful, and so he is so inviting of prayer and people to pray over him. So uh, it, it's it's not a, ever a forced thing. He immediately before any uh, of us get out of the room, we, we got to pray. You know, we, we need to pray now. And uh, that's how we conclude. So he has uh, been a very good listener. He's been uh, very thoughtful uh, with the the questions he asks uh, clergy. And uh, he has been one that has been uh, a perfect gentleman and very honorable toward uh, pastors and and sees the, the voices of pastors in the country as more important than ever right now. You know, as a
0: journalist, I've been covering this community for a long time, and I know that in terms of immigration, um, the Hispanics who come from Mexico and other cities uh, tend to be Catholic. They tend to be uh, family-oriented. A lot of them are Pentecostals. They tend to be hardworking. Why is it that the Democrats feel that they can kind of count on their vote,
1: and do you see that shifting? Well, I think it has been historically accurate to say that the minority vote has been more aligned with the Democratic Party. And as a member of a minority community, I um, have resented that because I think they've just taking, taken minority groups for granted. Uh, however, uh, in this era where abortion has become such a white hot topic, uh, most Hispanic people are pro-life. And again, you mentioned the Catholic influence. That That's absolutely the case. So um, most Hispanic people uh, are waking up to the fact that this president is indeed pro-life and pro-faith. And as a group, Hispanic people uh, are extremely pro-life, pro-faith, pro-work ethic, pro-family, pro-traditional marriage. And so as the 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 engagement increases, and I'm a big part of, of that effort, they are finding more of a home uh, in support of Donald Trump. And uh, when Democrat, Democratic leaders, particularly Bernie Sanders, are openly saying there's no room in the Democratic Party if you're pro-life, you don't have a, a party, you don't belong, it's what it means to be a Democrat. When Bernie Sanders says that and people uh, hear that, uh, I, I think they've got something else coming if they think that they're going to sweep in all the Hispanic vote. That's just not going to happen this time. What is going to happen with this election? Are you willing to make a prediction? Well, sure. Um, I'm a, I'm absolutely believing for, not only in prayer, but in practical ways, I, I believe that President Trump will be reelected. Um, I think uh, the hand of the Lord is upon him. And he's got a lot of work yet to do. And so uh, I, for one, am going to work like everything depends on the work and pray like everything depends on prayer. But I'm convinced that he will be reelected.
0: And uh, you and I were talking earlier about some of the dilemmas with the uh, immigration. A lot of people working here illegally. What do you think is going to be the solution to take these millions of people that it would be absolutely impossible to deport, for example. Uh, what what
1: do you think should happen, and what do you think will happen? Well, I think most uh, the vast majority of people that are here illegally are here to work. Even George W. Bush, when he was running for office, being interviewed for, by Larry King, uh, when he said, "Look, you're a Texas governor, and it's a big border problem, and you know, you know, what do you say about all this?" And he said, "Look." This is the would-be president of the United States running for office. He said, if I had to feed my family and there was work across that river, you bet I'd go and provide for my family. Well, that's a noble thing to do. Uh, It may not be legal uh, to come illegally, obviously, but uh, the vast majority just want to work and provide for their families. Uh, Given that fact... uh, There are many surveys that demonstrate that the American people overwhelmingly support um, immigrants being able to have some sort of uh, legal status if they would, for example, not commit crimes, um, learn English, pay their taxes, two or three things like that. Upwards of 80% support them coming, and that does not include citizenship. And the majority of these people are not here to become citizens. They are here to work, provide for their families, especially back home in the country they've come from. Uh, In fact, the biggest source of income to the nation of Mexico is remittances Mm -hmm. sent home by workers in this country. So it's above oil revenue. It's above tourism. It's the number one source of income for the nation. Uh, Without that labor force in America, our economy crashes, and so does the Mexican economy. So somehow a reasonable and rational approach to allowing people to work, um, um, behave, uh, and do well uh, is what needs to be arrived at. Um, And so I encourage my brothers and sisters in the Lord, uh, let's pray for these folks. Let's pray for the solutions uh, and let's not demonize people who simply risk their lives to get here to do hard work for low pay. Uh, there is a solution, and we need to pray for our leaders to get there, and I think we will, especially if Trump gets reelected, We'll find a solution. I appreciate Pastor Pena sharing his insights.
0: I'm so thankful that the Lord has put uh, men with integrity who hear from God, who are not afraid to speak truth to power, and I think that's what we heard about today. There is so much more that can be said but I appreciate Pastor Pena taking a few minutes to share with me and with you, so I hope that you will share this with others, especially those who are interested in some of the issues we discussed. And of course, I encourage you to buy the book and read uh, the entire book, but especially the chapter that I mentioned earlier about God Loves Borders. You can buy it wherever Christian books are sold. As I've said in other settings, it's not easy to get Christian books in (laughs) secular locations, but God opened up doors and we put about 40,000 copies out there, and I understand it's selling very well, but we need people like you to go into Walmart, Sam's, Costco, BJ's, Barnes and Noble, uh, of course Christian bookstores all over the country and buy the books because um, it, it makes it easier for the next uh, publisher who's trying to place Christian books to get them uh, there if you understand that your purchase is actually not only gives you a book that you will enjoy reading, but actually helps a higher purpose. If you would like an autographed copy by me, you can order it directly from our own website, which is a shortened version of the title of the book. It's called GodTrump2020.com. I'll repeat it. It's GodTrump20202020.com. So that's it for my podcast today. Thank you for listening. Share it with friends and uh, tune in again tomorrow for what I hope is a very interesting podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. God bless you.